I believe that God has a good plan for us for the church. Um, so nice to be in the presence of God again. Um, you are transformed, you are challenged, you are brought closer to God. And today I firstly would like to thank the church for giving me this opportunity to come and deliver God's word. Um, I, take, I don't take it for granted and I believe that God has a good plan for us for the church and that we are drawn near to, to Him. Um, I think first I'll take off my jacket. Usually, when someone takes off a jacket, it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, I will say it's about time that God takes control. Amen. Um, first, let us to pray before we start um, giving the word of God. Let me pray. Father Lord, I thank you Lord for this opportunity. Thank you Lord for your love. Thank you Lord for your mercies. We thank you Lord for presence in this place. Indeed, you are Yahweh indeed, Father. You are the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Lord, you are your people in front of me, Father Lord. Nehemiah is a vessel, Father Lord. I ask Lord that you take control. Let your will be done and not my will, Father Lord. Point you are take over and change the sermon. Let you be the one who takes control and change the sermon, Father. Be the one who guides me now, my sister. Take control, speak through my mouth. I'm a vessel indeed, false below. Without you, I can't be able to deliver in the way that you want it, Father. I pray for the hearts that I'm going to receive, false below. Make them soft, Father. Let them be fertile ground. And more than anything, when we live here, help us to be more transform, transformed. Being drawn into now, my sister, Lord. Being not the same anymore now, my sister. In Jesus' mighty mouth, with this, we thank you of kings, Lord. In Jesus' mighty mouth, Father. Amen. Um, I would like us to read. Um, I think they will be able to project for us. I'll read it Genesis 2, Genesis 22, verse 1 to 14. I'll read it first because I can see uh, time is not on our side. I promise to really make sure I try to bring time. Um, the title of the scripture says the offering of Isaac. Now after these things, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he answered, Yeah, I am, God said. Take now your son, your only son of promise, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. As a burnt offering. And then he got up and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day of travel, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham said to his servants, Settle down and stay here with the donkey. And then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulders of Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his own hand, fire pot in his own hand, and the sacrificial knife. And the two of them walked on together. And Isaac said to Abraham, My father. And he said, Yeah, I am my son. Isaac said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? 
Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two walked on together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood and bound Isaac his son and placed him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He answered, Here I am. The Lord said, Do not reach out with the knife in your hand against the boy and do nothing to harm him. For now I know that you fear God with reverence and profound respect, since you have not withheld from me your son, your only son of promise. Then Abraham looked up and glanced around, and behold, behind him was a ram caught up in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering, ascending sacrifice, instead of his son. So Abraham named that place the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be seen and be provided. Amen. This is a well-known story of the offering of Isaac, and one that I like. It always changes me. Um, and it's God telling Abraham to go and offer his son Isaac as a burnt offering on the mountain, which was ultimately a test of Abraham's faith. And I would like us to, however, it's a well-known scripture and story, but I would like us to dig more into it today. Um, I titled this message, Unwavering Faith, or Steady Faith, Fixed or Firm Faith. Now, I thought, let us first start by understanding um, let, like the, the life of Abraham um, until this point, before he offers his son for, uh, as a burnt offering. Let's start by looking at Abraham's life before this event. Abraham, the father of many nations, a native of Ur in Mesopotamia, called by God and became to become a founder of a new nation. Right? He obeys God's call and proceeds with his wife Sarah, nephew Lord, and others to Canaan. He receives a promise and a covenant from God that his seed will inherit the land and become a numerous nation. He later as a son, he later as a son, Ishmael with Hagar, which actually was not the promise. He later at the age of 100 years has Isaac from Sarah, who is to be the heir of the promise. And now we're at where we're reading. Right? So I just wanted us to first understand the life of Abraham until this point. Amen. And I think it's important, when I was reading, it's important to first point out a few things here from the life of Abraham. It's important for us to understand that actually God tests us. Right? We don't just live on earth. He will test us, right? And it's in him showing his love, as we saw on uh, with the life of Abraham. And what's even much more important and comforting is the fact that even when we have failed him, he doesn't stop to test us, right? And he continues to test us even, yeah, even when we fail him. And I want you to know, if, as we go into read, it's like your failure yesterday does not disqualify you from God's love. Or from him testing you. And that means that you need to get ready for the next test. You might have failed yesterday, but it means that from today you're getting another test from God. Right? Now going back to our scripture, starting from verse 2, I'll just read against it. God said, Take now your son, your only son of promise, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of 
Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, from this, we see the first point of the call of faith in the story. I mean, Abraham is challenged to take his only son of promise, right? A son that he had waited so much for. A son that he ended up even thinking of doing things on his own because he felt like, where is the son coming from? But then God says, take that son and offer him as a burnt offering. You know how challenging that must be? Um, And so we see that God uh, knows what we even love. God knew, it's not a problem, it's not a mistake. God knew that Abraham loved Isaac, but still he asked for that. Now, I was challenged, and I want you to also be challenged that how would you feel if God said today, take that one you love, or if you're married, it would be your wife or your husband, or for me, it's my mother, right? Take that one you love and offer them as a burnt offering. How difficult is that? Like, you need to really think closely, like, but God, all this time, and I mean, is my life really going to end here? I mean, I'm. Because once you love someone, you feel like your life, your life even depends on them. If they're not there, you feel like you're not continuing with life. Amen. Now, moving on, right? Verse 3 says, So Abraham got up early in the morning, settled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and then he got up and went to the place of which God had told him. Now, when I read this, right, the first part says, got up early in the morning. You know, if someone gets up early in the morning for something, you know they're on a mission. Amen. Right? Especially in this cold. I'm very sure. If you, if there's something you get up early for, it means that you're serious about it. Amen. Amen. Because it's tough. Right? Now, think about Abraham. Right? He has known God through all these times. And as we read his story, I mean, God has been with him even when he failed. Now, God... Yeah tells him to take his only son. Right? Now, think about this now. He even still gets up in the morning. I'm very sure he actually questioned himself like, is this even from God? Because how is it that God wants me to offer a human as a sacrifice? And someone I love, right? And I mean, I'm very sure he was even conflicted himself to say that God and sacrificing humans, does that even make sense? Right. But on top of that, it's someone you have promised me that I will, that will inherit the land and become a numerous nation. But you're telling me to actually um, offer him. Well, what's happening? Right. Now, forgive my bad singing. I like singing, but I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm probably going to be singing as I preach because I love singing, even though I can't sing. <laughs> Right? Forgive my best, my best singing. When I was reading this, I was reminded of a song by the Gaithers. Like, that was, it says, Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know who Right. Amen. 
I would like to, I'm gonna end up spilling this water. Um, sorry. Um, think about that. I, 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 I'm led to believe that that's the song that was going through Abraham's mind. Amen. To say, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. God just told me to wake up and take my son to offer him as a brand offering. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But what I know is I know who's in tomorrow. I know who is in there before me. And I know who even holds my hand. Right? So I don't need to be... I don't even need to be scared. That's why you got up in the morning because you know I can trust God. I have faith in God that He's been into my tomorrow. I can hold on to His hand, right? Now, my question is do you know who holds your tomorrow? Do you know that? And more than anything, do you know who even holds your hand? You know, if you think about that, is to say that, yes, there's my tomorrow, and maybe God knows that I will go through struggles. But then I need to understand that I'm not, hold, not going alone. He is holding my hand. You know how powerful that is? To know that, yes, maybe God knows I'm going to struggle, but He's holding my hand. Even when I fall, He's going to pick me up again and I'll keep on going. Right? That's, I believe that's what was going through Abraham's mind. That's why he even got up in the morning. Now, this, as I said, I've tapped this message, Unwavering Faith. I've now given, I think, kind of remember, it's five points that I think. Describes um, unwavering faith according to my reading and how I'm getting it from this story, right? I would say I would say unwavering faith says I don't understand what is going on, right? But I know who has been in my future, and I know that He holds my hand. That is first point of unwavering faith. You say, you know what? It's, it's, where I am doesn't make sense. It's, it's shaky. Amen. I don't understand what's going on. Which is what was happening to, to Abraham. Amen. Take my own son. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it's also from God. How does he ask me to offer the one that he has made me wait so much to offer him as a bread offering? I haven't even seen the numerous nation that he said. But it was like, no. And when everything faith came in and to say, no, I know who's into my tomorrow. Who is into my future. And I know that he holds my hand. He's holding my hand now. Even if it doesn't make sense. Right. Now, Moving on to verse 4. Now, that was the first point of, I don't understand, that's what I'm favoring, I'm wavering faith. It says, I don't understand what is going on, but I know who has been in my future, and I know that he holds my hand. Right? Verse 4, it says, on the third day of travel, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Right? Now, can you imagine this? I was thinking, I'm at this point where it doesn't make sense, but I still need to wait three days for me to see something, right? Well, that's what was happening to Abraham. He had to travel for three days and still couldn't see where God said we're going. Imagine, day one, there's nothing in sight. I'm already, this, I'm already in a tough position because it doesn't make sense. But day one, I'm not even seeing where God said I'm going, but I'm just going. Huh? Day two, still nothing on sight. I mean, that must be very difficult. <laughs> there's nothing that you're seeing, but you're still trusting God to say no. It's fine. I know who holds my tomorrow. I'll keep on going. Right. And then day three comes, and only then do you see what is in the distance. You know, I, I thought about this, and I was like, this must be very tough. I mean, it's already taking so much of him, right? But 
in his own mind. It's saying, if you understood that, it might not make sense. But again, I know who holds my tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. Now, you might be even waiting today yourself. Like, you check a bank balance and you're like, sure. Yes, I'm only 52 rands and I need to still finish the month. What's happening? But then, if you pause and you're like, you know what, I know who holds my tomorrow. Amen. It doesn't make sense. I'm here. I mean, oh, there's still a lot, a lot of days left before I get my, other, my salary. But I, I don't even know what's going to happen. But I know who holds my hand. Amen. And, but... Another thing is to also understand, while it was day one, right? Abraham was there, I can, I, I can imagine it was very hard for him. But look at this, he didn't stop. He kept on going. Now, this should tell us, teach us something about when we're waiting for God. That in our waiting, we should be praising God. Amen. Amen. We shouldn't, and, and I know it's tough, I know myself. It's tough. While you're waiting, you may start thinking, maybe I should need to, I need to help God there and there because maybe it doesn't, maybe, maybe I just need to do this so that it can make sense. Right. But in day one, he kept on going. That's him praising God. As he keeps on going with his son, it's him saying that, you know what, I trust God. I know that he has a plan. So in your waiting, praise God. Right. And as I was reading this, uh, it challenged me that do you drop the ball in your waiting in day one? What happens in day two? Before you get to day three. Imagine the morning of day three. You're like, oh man, it's only been two days already and I'm not even seeing anything. And it's only that time and that night that you're going to see where you're going. Amen. So where you are now, where it doesn't make sense. Hold on. Amen. Hold on. And while you're holding on, trust by trusting God also, praising Him in your waiting. Right? I, I was challenged. I, I mean, I remember there's a song I've been listening to very much by the Vision Worship that says, Wait on you. There's a line there, it says, So instead, it talks about one way. So instead of complaining, why don't you just praise Him in the middle of that storm? Amen. Like, that's tough. <laughs> it's tough. And it hits me also. And another, and I think of Abraham also, I'm like, day one, man. I need to take this one. Day two, still I don't see anything. But he didn't stop. And that's him praising God, saying, oh, I trust God. Let's continue. Amen. Right? Amen. So that's the second point for me for unwavering faith. Right? I said the first one is like, I don't know. I know who was my future. I know who's been in my future, so I'll trust him. Second point says, even though it might take me, and take time. I will press on and trust on the one who holds tomorrow. Amen. That's the second point. To say that, you know what, it's tough. Amen. But then, I will press on. I will wait. Because I trust him. Right? Amen. And Habakkuk 2 verse 3, right? It talks about patiently waiting on God's vision. That's tough. But it says patient. And my view is also, as you're waiting, praise God. Right. It's tough, right? In the middle of the storm, but praise God. Right. So brethren, in your waiting, continue to trust God. Continue the work giving praises to Him. It's not easy. Right. And I know myself. I was challenged when I was reading this. Right. So that's the second point, right, of unwavering faith. Now but, uh, moving on to verse five. It says, Abraham said to his servants, Settle down and stay here with the donkey. The young man and I will go over there and worship God. And we'll come back to you. When I read this, I was like, sure, this man's faith is powerful. He says, we will come back to you. He didn't say, I will come back. We will. 
come back to you. But he knew exactly that God says you're going to offer that son for a burnt offering. Amen. <laughs> like, look at that. It, it doesn't say I. It says we. So many that he understands that I will come back with this son of mine. But it's tough. I, I, I have to say that that's tough. That's strong faith. And that's what I, I'm talking about. I'm living faith. He says we will come back. right? And God told him that you will offer your son as a burnt offering. I mean, someone, sometimes I wonder what was going through his mindset. I just use the word we. Does it make sense? Because I'm going to offer him as a burnt offering. What do I mean by we? But he trusted God. Right? So this is number three of God's unwavering faith. Or, or of unwavering faith. It says, I trust him fully that he has a good plan for me. Amen. That was Abraham. He said, you know what? If this doesn't make sense. It's tough. But he trusted him fully that this is a good plan. That's why he says, we will come back. He's trusting God. Even though it's tough. Right? So trust. It's, and Jeremiah 9 verse 11 tells, about this, tells us about this all the time. That we know that he has good plans for us. So trust that even if it doesn't make sense, he has a good plan. Trust him even when it doesn't make sense anymore. Which is what was happening to, to, to Abraham. I mean, for him to say we, think about that. That doesn't make sense. Like, it's God who told you this. Someone you've gone with, that's someone you know that when his word comes through. Right. So clearly, then number three of unwavering faith says that Yes, it doesn't make sense, but I'll trust him that he has a good plan. What I'm waiting. Right. Moving on to verse 6 uh, to 8, right? It says, Then Abraham took the wood, uh, the wood from the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulders of Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his own hand and the sacrificial knife, and the two of them walked on together. And Isaac said to Abraham, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Isaac said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two walked on together. Now, this says, and what we say says, God has a good plan and he sticks to it. Right. It's not just a good plan, but he even sticks to it. Because now, think about Abraham. It's his son who's questioning him now. And it also reminds us that while we're waiting, we'll have people who are going to question us. They'll be like, okay, but why is he going to church? Why is he praying? Why is he trusting God? You're going to be questioned. But then another faith says, you know what? I know his plan, I will stick to it. I know that God will stick to it. And that's why I'm not going to question. I'm not going to listen to people questioning me. When they're questioning me, I'll be like, no, God has a plan. God will provide. Which is what Abraham responded to Isaac. Right? So my question is, what words do you respond or what are your responses when your faith is being tested? Right? What do you respond? Do you drop the ball? Or do you think, you know what, God will provide. It doesn't make sense now. I'll go to church. Yes, I'll keep on giving. Even if I have only, I don't have money in my bank, I'll keep on giving. Amen. Because I know his plan. He has told me and I, it's, I'm sticking to it. That, as I said, is number four of unwavering faith. Maybe I'm now messing up the numbers. But now, that's another point of unwavering faith. She says that he has told me his plan, and I, will, I believe that he will stick to it. Amen. And that's why I'm going to stick to it myself. Whatever, whoever questions me, I'll keep on answering the same thing that God will provide. Amen. Right? Now, this made me, I was busy preparing, it made me remember a conversation where 
when I was still young, I was very young at the point, um, there was a pastor that had visited us back in Tulamaris. My dad, it was before my dad was a pastor. And I think my dad was transporting this pastor to the airport. And I mean, I overheard the conversation. Maybe I like things. <laughs> I overheard the conversation because I was, I was in the backseat of the car. They said, the pastor was like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember exactly these words, but they stuck with me. And that's why I remember them now. He was like, you know, as Christians, we will always be questioned that what will happen if you die and nothing happens? Like, there's no heaven. There's nothing. <laughs> right. But then we know, we have unwavering faith to say that we believe in God. Amen. And you know, if you go try to understand the definition of belief, it's saying that I have hope or I have trust in something that I have not seen even. Whether it's in heaven, right? Whether it's in heaven, but we believe God. And that's the answer that we keep on Amen. responding to. And it's exactly the same thing here. Abraham says God will provide, but he hasn't seen everything, anything. Amen. And that's our life. You know, I may also remember recently in our small group, and I would encourage you to attend small groups because they're very important. Right. We had a conversation about faith, right? It made me think, guys, is it even possible to live as a Christian without faith? Think about that. Because the fact that you're here today, it means that you know that God is taking care of your house. You have faith in that everything is fine at home. The fact that you are here today is that you even believe that, oh, when you give it, you even believe that, no, it's fine, I'll still have enough money. Right? That's your faith being tested. And well done to you that you are here today. Because it means that you trusted God. Your faith is not, is not inactive, it's active. To say that I'll go to church. Even if I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or anything, I will go to church. And that's the thing, that's the faith. I mean, it's difficult if you think about it, that can I live as a Christian without faith? I mean, do you even know what's going to happen tomorrow? No. I don't know anything. But we even plan for tomorrow. Right? That is our faith. And think about it. How awesome is it that you are here and your faith is in someone who holds your tomorrow? Amen. And someone who's been here tomorrow and who holds your hand. Because... I mean, I believe the world also has faith, but they, who, who are they putting their faith in? They don't know, right? They just believe, oh, tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be fine. But you have someone you're putting faith in. And Amen. praise God for that. Amen. That you have someone that you can put trust in and you know that something will happen. Amen. Right? Even when you plan, you know that you will take control of it because it's holding your hand. Right? Even when you falter, you know that you're going to wait. You're going to stand up again and still continue. Right? So, now moving on to uh, verse 9, right? It says, When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood and bound Isaac his son and placed him on the altar on top of the wood, right? Now, this must have been very difficult for him. I actually wonder what was going through Isaac's mind. Like, my father is busy bounding me. Like, what is that? <laughs> Why is my father bound, bounding me? And he said that God will provide. Oh, oh, I'm the one who actually meant by will provide. That must be very difficult. And I'm reminded by, about a song by the Gaithers. Again, I'm going to sing my bed singing, so I'll be ready for years. Right. It says, the part of the lyric says, 
It says, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord, oh, and leave it there. If you trust Him through your doubt, He will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. his mind. God told him this is what's going to happen. Right? That you're going to offer your son as a, uh, as a bed offering. He left it there. He just took it. This is what God is saying. I'm going to do it. Right? He didn't have to think much about it. But think about us. When we are troubled by things, how many times do we actually leave it there? How many times when you pray immediately after you start worrying? Did you leave it there? Did you take your better to the Lord and leave it there? No. Because if you're going to worry about it, then you did it. Right? And I'm challenging myself also because, you know, sometimes you pray like this, and you're like, Ish, God, my bank account is not fine. Right? It's, it's, it's tough. Right? But as soon as after you, 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 you pray about that, you're like, Ish, man, this life has been broke. Did you leave it to God? No. Right? Now you, you have been challenged. That's another, that's the fifth point of unwavering faith. To say that, you know what, it doesn't make sense. But I'll leave it to God. I will put my parents to the Lord and I'll leave it to him. Which is what was happening to Abraham. It's like, it doesn't make sense. But you know what, I'll take Abraham and leave it to God. Yeah, take, take God. Right. And because when we do that, God provides. Which is what was happening to Abraham. Yeah. Right. God provided. It never made sense, right? But what, what did he do? He took his balance to the Lord. I believe it was a burden to him. He said, I'm taking my only son. But he left it there. Right? So now I'm challenging you today to say, when you pray, how many times do you actually leave it there? Right? Actually, if you think about it, if we were to pray like that and always believe that, wouldn't worry. Because whatever is worrying me today, I pray about it, I leave it there, I'm done. God is in control of it. But we struggle so much because after we pray, even it's like we pray and put it there, and I take it back and put it back again. We didn't leave it there, right? And it's tough, right? It's tough. So I'm challenging you now. Now that that was like the fifth point I was saying. I'll just try, just try to recap. I'm really about to finish now. So I was using God's uh, Abraham's story or, or the offering of Isaac. So uh, for us to understand the unwavering faith. Amen. Right? Number one, I'll recap. Number one says, you know what? I don't understand what's in my future. Right? But I know who holds my future. Amen. And I know who holds my hand. That's point number one. Think about that all this time. All, 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 all the time when you go through tough times. Right? The second point says, um, even though it takes time, as I wait, even in day one, day two, day three, sometimes it might not happen to you that even hundred days, right? Amen. But in that point, you are saying that my unwavering faith says that I know who holds my tomorrow, and even if it takes time, I'll keep on praising, even in my situation, right? Number three says, I trust Him fully that He has a good plan for me, even if it doesn't make sense, right? Even when my responses actually feel like my normal, right? Even when he says something that doesn't make sense to me, right? Number four says, God has a good plan and I know that he sticks to it. 
right? And I will stick to it. Even when whatever people when whatever people question me, I'll stick to the fact that he has a good plan for me, right? I don't need to worry, right? And then number four says that, and when we say number five says, when I pray, I take my burdens to the Lord and I leave it there. Amen. I leave it there. I don't touch it. That's what I'm very faith is. And that's what we see from Abraham. He took, I mean, I'm, it always comes back to his life. He took Isaac, Isaac and put him there, bound him. Right? He just left it there. He's like, no, this is not my problem. This is God's thing. Right? So, the same thing. When we pray, we're giving our problem, we're taking our burdens to the Lord, and we should leave it there. Right? So, those are the points that I wanted us to talk about. Right? Now, uh, well, time is almost, but I, that was the last point, right? And I, when I was reading this, I a song from the Nazarene Hymn. Please, I would like to uh, to sing it. Oh, I would like us to sing it. As I said, I don't sing very well, right? I would like us to sing it. Thanks for that one, right? It's in song, right? I'll just first explain it. Right? It it talks about that I've trusted God. Right? It says I've been through some tough times where I didn't know God but I trusted him and now I know I have things in my hand or I can call on to someone right? and he keeps on saying I trust God right? the same delay is I'm not afraid of anything right? I would like us to sing that hopefully if people remember these hymns in the church uh, <laughs> uh, I, will, I, will, I will sing it right to give the tune, but as I said, I'm not a good singer. But but that's what I wanted us to talk about today: the five points of unwavering faith. And I would like us to keep those things in mind because they're very powerful, right? Even in our tough times, and we keep on trusting God. So let's try to sing this song. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go right, and you can join me. It says. Thank you. 
time of prayer to really think about these five characters of unwavering faith that are very difficult and that we pray, all of us, that God help us in our tough times, that we always remember that we wait on Him and that in everything we trust in Him. Right? And if you don't if you've never been saved and you don't know God or um, Jesus as your Savior, I would also like, uh, like you to stand up and the Lord will pray and can raise your hand. The pastor's here to, to pray. Right? Because some of this probably doesn't make sense, but what do we mean by faith and all that when I'm not saved myself? What is this? So I want to give you the opportunity that if you don't know the Lord, as we as we pray, right, you raise your hand. I will ask uh, my mother, Pastor to come and pray for you, right, and that you can accept uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And also, as I said, I also want us to pray, even if you haven't raised your hand, to pray that God helps us. For me, I was challenged myself, like, these characters are tough. Right. But also something to encourage you, right? You won't take my time. But this is the last point. When we read at the start, Abraham at the first point trusted God, his faith was fine. But he faltered at some point, right? But then he stood up again. So what I'm trying to say is you also feel that will happen, right? But what's important is that you stand up, right? It's that you stand up. So as we pray today, like, ask God to, to search your heart. Say, God, there I made a mistake. But I put my trust in you that you will say, help me to stand up today and give you praise. And practice these five characters of unwavering faith. Um, I would like um, us to sing. Um, I know the worship team can take a song and then uh, those who want to give their life to Jesus, actually they can just come to the fore and pass over pray, but also we can also pray, as I said, for those characters.